So originally, this was supposed to come out like on Friday or Saturday, and if you'll notice, it is not Friday or Saturday. It is, was it Wednesday? Yeah, it's Wednesday when I'm recording this. Um, and it was supposed to come out last week, we're supposed to talk about uh, Resident Evil 3 and a few other things. Well, that isn't happening, or didn't happen. Uh, hopefully, I will be able to record an episode with at least Pedro, uh, sometime later today, but I don't know. As for James, I don't know what happened, uh, eh. but uh, we were going to talk about Resident Evil 3, so I'm trying to save that conversation for when we for when we all get together, or at least one of us get together, and we can actually talk about it, but until then, i got to f- put something out. I was going to put something out for my other podcast, but I can't figure out what to do a sermon on, so uh, that's going to be weird. Though, uh, I don't really have a schedule thing for that. It's just kind of whenever I'm hit with something, I have to talk about it. That's what I got the other show for. But on this one, I uh, I do actually have a topic. And uh, it's what I would do with $10 million. $10 million. Because I, I, I touched on this before when I was talking about money and how to make money in podcasting and all that good stuff. Um, oh, crap. I already have this written out. Or at least partly written out. I didn't think about that. Let's see. Alright. Alright, alright. So that gives me a good base for this. But I'm going to go to this blank page so I can write stuff down in real time to figure it out. So, as we talked about before, (laughs) these episodes are weird. It's almost like I'm teaching a class. Which is not the intent. It's just when I'm... By myself, it's good to have something that I can think about and work through. Because I could talk for hours about nothing. Um, but And I do want to touch on like gaming news and stuff, but a lot of it is Resident Evil-based, and I really, really, really want to do it with the guys. But that's kind of hard when they're not here. So I'm trying to figure out other content. <sighs> Sorry, taking a drink. So I'm trying to figure out other content to... Uh, uh, fill some episodes. So hopefully by tomorrow, or later today, or whatever, I could actually uh, f- not film, record an episode with them, and uh, get something else because I'm getting kind of tired of doing this by myself. Uh, but whatever. This is the last one I put up on April sixth. Right now it's April fifteenth, so that's well over a week. <laughs> uh, but the, we've had a lot happen. So before getting onto the ten million. The actual topic of the episode. We're going to... Um, this would also be a hell of a lot more interesting with other people. But we're going to talk about what's happened in the week. So, on the video game stuff, a lot of Resident Evil news. A lot of Resident Evil news. But we're not going to talk about that. I do want to talk about it, but I want to talk about it with some Resident Evil experts. Which um, happen to be uh, Ronan or Pedro and James. And uh, kind of they kind of have to be here to talk. But a lot of Resident Evil news. Some of it semi-confirmed, or at least being corroborated by a lot of outlets. Unlike the Konami rumors, which turned out to be false, or at the very least, Konami deconfirmed them or said that they weren't real. They could be lying, but, uh, I mean, we don't really know, but they did seem too good to be true. That being said, um, we got some rumors that seemed to be true, as they were confirmed by just about every outlet that had heard about them, which is... Um, 
Ooh, sorry. There's going to be Mario remasters, this time uh, concerning the 3D Marios. And I got a lot of gas, dear lord. And uh, we're not real sure. We, we know there's going to be a bunch of different games going from Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, Super Mario Galaxy, maybe Mario Galaxy 2. Um, Mario 3D World popped up in there, but more as a re-release and not a remaster. Um, but basically the 3D Marios are getting a remaster treatment. And all the reports agree on that. When they're going to reveal this, no one knows. There's supposed to be some sort of Mario thing happening this month. Um, I think I talk more about that weird Lego thing that they're doing, which is weird. It's really weird. Not that it's not cool. I just don't know what it what it is. Does anyone really know what it is? It it's weird, right? Like I don't I don't. It's like a board game, but not. I don't I don't know. I don't get it. Um, but I haven't pl- played with it, so I have no idea. But other than that, um. So, of course, the theory is, at least one of the theories, is it's just a bunch of remasters and re-releases they're going to charge $60 for, which sucks. But that's Nintendo, right? The other thing is, is at least three of them aren't. So, 3D World is going to be a, probably a standalone, maybe like 3D World Deluxe or something like that, which is to be expected. And I'm glad. 3D World's a great game, and I'm glad that's going to be out on the Switch and we're people can get to play it. But on for the other three, and we don't know about Galaxy 2. We don't know if Galaxy 2 is included in this or if it's just the first Super Mario Galaxy. We got Super Mario 64, which hasn't had an update since the DS one. And this will be the first time it's ever been available in any kind of HD format. And I'm going to guess from what uh, has been reported on, it's more than just an HD up-res. A hell of a lot more than HD up-res. It is... Um, probably most likely a from the ground up remaster. As for Sunshine and Galaxy, no one really knows. But one of the theories that I've seen talked about is this is going to be called Super, Mar- Super Mario All Stars Two. So it's going to be three games in one package, of course, with the sixty dollars price tag. But at least you're getting three games instead of just it being a port and having to pay full price for it, which is really, really cool. And if they're at least one of them is a full remaster, that that does um, makes it worth it. Super Mario 64 with better controls. I'm already sold on that. If it looks better as well, I can't wait. Um, and these rumors have sort of been uh, confirmed by uh, the, I believe Kotaku talked about it, Polygon, uh, US Gamer, and a few other outlets. I don't remember if Jason Schreier, because Jason Schreier is usually the guy that comes out and be like, yeah, that's totally real, and something pops up, but a lot of different outlets have talked about it. As for the Resident Evil stuff, similar stuff, similar things are happening, and there is some big Resident Evil news, but I'm trying to save that for later. As for the world, or the pandemic still going on, that's caused a lot of mayhem. Those $1,200 checks are rolling out, and I got mine. Guess what? That money's already gone. I've paid bills with that, so yeah, that didn't last long. Um, the XFL is declaring bankruptcy, and everyone thinks it's because it's not popular, it was going to fail. It's not. It's because when you start something like that, you usually start with an operating loss. Makes sense. Uh, that's how a lot of business ventures like this go, is uh, you get capital and you work at a loss first until you get enough to 
but not work at a loss till it becomes profitable. But in order to do that, you have to still make money in the meantime. Well, when a pandemic shows up and you can't make money in the meantime, then you're just at complete loss because there's still stuff you have to pay for. There's still money that's, you know, you're still in the hole. And since there's no way to recoup that money in a, at least a fast enough a time, uh, they've had to declare bankruptcy and they're looking to sell it, whatever, because they just can't can't maintain it and that's sad because i like the xfl and uh football desperately needs a minor league and i was i was uh the af the the other one the like the american all-american football whatever the crap it was that one failed because of bad business practices and because no one watched it people watched the xfl they people went to the stadiums to see their ticket prices were met were reasonable their uniforms were good the names were good um, they looked like a real deal football team. They had a lot of great rule changes that I absolutely adored. I mean, um, they, they didn't deserve to die and they were a lot better than everybody thought it was going to be. And the, this virus killed them. Um, and that's sad. Um, uh, I don't really care for Vince McMahon, but football needs a minor league program. We just, we just do football needs a minor league program. And it's just sad to see that go, and to see a lot of opportunity for a lot of players disappear. Um, and that that sucks. That really does suck. Um, and having something during the off season to watch, have football. I, I really liked it. I, I liked having that sport. I mean, there's other sports too, but you know, I get, have that itch for football. Of course, I'm. Of course, I do. I'm. You know, I'm Texan. Football. You know, we we breathe football. So it's sad to see that go. Hopefully it doesn't disappear forever. Once we're past all this, it comes back in some form. And this is just measures that they've had to take just to uh, recuperate some of that loss. But there's a good chance, a really good chance had this not happened, that the XFL would be here to stay for at least a few more years because it was doing well. And a lot of the players that got recognition in the XFL got picked up by the NFL, which is good, including uh, Houston Roughnecks quarterback. And uh, I'm glad to see glad to see Walker getting a shot because that dude's good. Um, but yeah, other than that, got some other sad stuff. Uh, Easter just came by and we had just a a tornado outbreak, and uh, at least four in Texas. But I didn't, I didn't see much damage. But once it got outside of Texas, that things got real, and we had a tornado emergency unlike any I've ever seen in Mississippi where there were two F5s back-to-back on the ground at the same time following the same path. And not only that, these were some of the most... As for wind speeds, I, I don't know. I mean, they were well over 200 miles an hour. But looking at when you look at the radar, you can change it to velocity. And there are two colors. There's red and green. One of the colors represents wind coming to the radar. The other... The other color represents wind going away from the radar. It's, it, 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 you know, if you don't know what the hell you're looking at, it's very confusing, but it's very simple to understand. One color means wind coming towards you. Other color means wind going away. When you have a front coming in and it's just straight line winds, it's usually all one color. Um, when a tornado happens, they spin. So when you get that rotation, the two colors spin. They kind of make like a yin-yang symbol. And you can tell. It's like, well, there's rotation in that storm. And the stronger that rotation is, the stronger that spin gets. And it kind of looks like a drain 
you know, when it, the water's sucking down, and it's those two colors mixing together. And when you get a really strong tornado, when it gets really, really tight, that spin will usually get like a real bright white dot in the middle. With this, with this particular tornado, it turned blue. The velocity got so high that we didn't see red or green. And uh, as for bloop, that's a that's a little bit different. It got bright white, and it was huge. It wasn't just bright, right, like a little bitty white in the center. The whole thing was almost white, and if it wasn't white, it was blue, almost yellow, and white. That thing was turning. Um, it was over a mile wide. At least one of them was. And they followed the same path, and they hit most a lot of rural towns from what I saw. And uh, tornadoes following similar paths is not unheard of. Uh, the more Oklahoma tornadoes, there were two tornadoes. They followed pretty similar paths. Um, uh, but the difference was is they were a year apart. And then uh, one of those actually kind of made an X over. They hit the exact same house. It got rebuilt a year after, and then another F5 showed up and tore it down. Actually, I think it was an F3 once it was all said and done, but it's like the largest tornado in uh, recorded history. This thing was an F5, and I don't know if it's official yet. This thing's an F5. The EF scale is bullshit. I hate the EF scale. I legitimately hate the EF scale. A lot of storm chasers do. Um, because it's bullshit. You'll have a tornado that is like this world ender. Case in point, the more Oklahoma tornado that was anywhere from two to four miles wide. The reason I give that range is because officially it's over two and a half miles wide, still recorded as the largest tornado in recorded history. The University of Oklahoma did a study and found out that it was much larger, and it was around four miles wide, if not larger than that, because the entire mesocyclone, which is the part of the storm that spins, tornado comes out of that. But it's usually the tornado is a small part of that. This thing, the entire spinning part of the storm just sat down. If you want a visual, you know how a whole hurricane spins? Imagine if the whole hurricane just sat down on the ground. The difference is, is there's no eye in a tornado. Technically, there could be, but no, there's not. It's like a fucking drill. Um, so you get that. All right? And this thing had incredible wind speeds. We're talking, I believe it was over 300 miles an hour. This thing hits you, you're dead. That's pretty much it. It was an F3. Officially, it's an EF3. Now, we all have some familiarity, at least in the United States, of what the F scale is. Because for the longest time, it was just the F scale. And the movie Twister helped popularize, popularize it. One, two, three, four, and five. Well, there's actually six points in the F scale. And it's not F6. Although it has been debated whether or not there should be a six added for, well, pretty much since the F scale was invented. Uh, but no, it starts at zero. And zero, oddly enough, kind of, at least the wind speeds that I've seen for zero, they get, they're a little higher than I would think. But it's like zero usually tops out, tops out around like 60-something miles an hour. F1 is up to like 120 miles an hour. Um, F2 is like 150, around 200. F3, we're over, we're getting, uh, I think it's like close to 200 miles an hour. Um, but once you get to 200 miles an hour, you're 
you're in dangerous, dangerous territory. Um, because those are F4 and F5 tornadoes. Um, oh, here we go. Here's a good one. So here's the Fujita scale. Now, I believe this is the enhanced Fujita scale or is it just the regular one? Oh, no, we got them side by side. Um, so on just the regular F scale, F0 all the way to 5, F0 is anywhere from 40 to 72 mile an hour winds, F1 is 73 to 112, 2 is 113 to 157, 3 is 156 to 206 miles an hour, and F4 is 207 to 260 miles an hour, and F5 is 261 to 318 miles an hour, or anywhere above 300, it's like anything above 261, that's an F5. The reason they don't want to put a 6 on there is because damage between a 6 and a 5 is pretty, pretty, you wouldn't be able to distinguish it. It's so damn high. Um, once you get, there's nothing really past total annihilation unless the damn thing is digging in the ground, which tornadoes have been known to do. The Gerald tornado was so strong it ripped asphalt off the ground and dug a trench into the ground. That thing is still, in my belief, just looking at all the facts, that is still the strongest tornado that we've ever seen. It was not the biggest. It was only, what, three quarters of a mile wide. If that had hit a major city, we're talking about one of, the one of, if not the worst, weather disaster in United States history. If that thing had hit Austin, thousands dead. Easy. Easy. Because of what it did it just sat on top of you and didn't move it was very slow moving tornado and it hit Gerald and killed about 30 people but when only 300 people live in a, in that city it's a lot more now in that town it killed just about everybody who was in his path because you there was no way to hide from it um but yeah on the enhanced Vegeta scale the number's a little bit different so EF0 is 65 to 85 mile hour winds which is a little bit weird because you can have tornadoes that um, go below that, so it's weird. And then, but they're not landspouts because there is something called a landspout, which is a non-tornadic tornado, which is basically it's it, it is a funnel, and it does spin, but there's no rotation in the storm, and they usually come out of not not really intense thunderstorms, and they don't usually cause a lot of damage. One because they tend to stay in place a lot of the time. Though there have been some that move very fast, but they can just stay in place. And the fact that the their wind speeds aren't very high. But they can get up to, at least this one recorded, F3 damage. So, if you see one, it's not the end of the world, but don't go mess with it. Don't go try to touch it. It will kill you. It still can kill you. But it's not, um, it's not like a regular tornado, which can show up. And and if you, if you get used to if you uh, study them, you can get to a point where you can notice them by sight. They have very distinguishing features. Uh, but uh, but with this F0, so that wind speed got moved up. With an EF1, its wind speed got moved up and also moved down. So it's anywhere from 86 to 110. EF2 is 111 to 135. 3 is 136, 165, whereas a regular F3, its top speed is 100, is 206 miles an hour. EF4 is 166 to 200 miles an hour, and anything above 200 miles an hour is an EF5. 
So this tornado, from wind speed alone, is an EF5. These two that hit in Mississippi and caused just incredible damage. Problem with the EF scale is it is given after a tornado has passed. So it's not like a hurricane. A hurricane you give a rating to, um, you give a rating to before it hits. With the tornado now, with the enhanced Vegeta scale, which I hate. I, I wish they would just use both. That would at least solve something. Is a tornado can come and go, and then, boom, kills everybody or whatever. And then, then they will tell you how bad it was before it ever gets to you. Now, yeah, you should treat every tornado as if it's go going to be the end of the world. The problem is, is people don't do that. And you can see this by how people treat tropical storms versus Category 5 hurricanes. If the end-all, be-all hurricane's going to show up, they're going to get out of the way. But if it's just a tropical storm, eh, it'll be fine. And then you get a shit like tropical... Ooh, I actually think I mailed it was a tropical depression, which put down just as much, almost just as much rain as Hurricane Harvey and caused billions of dollars worth of damage, and people just didn't see it coming. Except that we did because... That's how those storms work. Um, but with a uh, but with this, we can't even give, or at least meteorologists can't, in good conscience, um, give out ratings before the tornado hits and kills everybody. Also, you have you have tornadoes that we know. That more Oklahoma tornado was an F five. I don't. It doesn't matter. Well, it didn't cause that much damage. It didn't hit anything. You're telling me just because it didn't hit anything. And it kind of did, but it, it didn't go through Oklahoma City. You're going to tell me just because it was a mostly a pasture that it was still not an F5? A, ca a Category 5 hurricane is a Category 5 hurricane regardless of how much damage it does. We could have the worst hurricane ever recorded in human history by pressure, by wind, by speed, by strength, and by size. Everything. Everything's maxed out. If it just sits in the ocean and dies, it was still the worst ever hurricane. And we'll think, man, sure glad I didn't hit anything because it would have fucked us up. But it doesn't matter. It didn't hit anybody. But it's still, we go, that's what that was. With tornadoes, it's different. For whatever reason, I don't know. Uh, the Tuscalo Alabama Tuscaloosa, Tuscaloosa tornado, uh, I believe, is only ranked at F3. But a similar tornado that hit Joplin was an F5. The difference is, is the Tuscaloosa, Alabama tornado caused just as much damage and I believe killed more people. F3. It's bullshit. I hate it. <laughs> I hate the EF, uh, EF scale. Um, it's kind of, it's, it's weird to get mad at it, but I hate it. Whereas, um, if you use both, which I think we should do, you give a preliminary scale and then you give the real scale after it, or the, the, I don't know. The assessment scale, which is, oh, we, because with radar and everything, we know how fast the damn thing's going. We can judge how much it's picking up debris. Um, F5 tornadoes are known to throw shit anywhere excess of, of debris in the air when it sucks it straight up over 20,000 feet. This tornado that hit in uh, Mississippi was throwing debris over 26,000 feet. We're talking about debris that can knock planes out of the sky, or just about. This thing was a monster. 
everything points to it being an F5, and the damage points to it being an F5, and I don't know what they've rated it yet, but newscasters and meteorologists should be able to say, this is an F5 tornado. People understand tornado emergency, tornado warning, blah, 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 but they understand the scale. They understand five is bigger than four. They understand that five is the worst. They understand the worst. If you tell them an F5 is coming, they're going to get the hell out of the way. That's just how people work. Um, you, they have, you have to attach a number to it. I wish that we didn't. I wish that we could just treat all everything like we need to get the hell out of the way. Tornado means bad. doesn't matter how bad. It means bad. Leave. And when the actual thing shows up and you see it, People do treat it like that. The problem is, is by the time you can see the damn thing coming at you, it's usually too late, depending on how fast it is. Um, but it, I, I, it pisses me off to no end that, that they won't do that. These two tornadoes were F5s. 100% were F5s. Um, they... they I, they better get rated as F5s. The, the monsters. I've never seen anything like that on a radar image. How strong it was. And how it changed the color. I've never seen the colors like that. And I've watched other F5s. Strong, strong F5s. And I don't know if it caused that because of the debris that was in the air. It was going so high. Or if its wind speeds are much faster than we thought. But we know it was 200 plus miles an hour. The problem with wind, measuring wind speeds in a tornado is you kind of have to get a get close to it and get a good measurement. Uh, the fastest one on record, on record, there technically been faster ones because we can look at the damage they did. On record, I believe is, well, now I think it's the more, oh, the more Oklahoma tornado, but before that it was the Oklahoma City tornado in 1999 at around 309 miles an hour. I think the more tornado was faster than that. I think it was around 315. Um, again, still not an F5 because go fuck yourself. Um, but the Gerald Tornado, for my money, was faster than both of them. If we look at the damage that it did. However, the Gerald Tornado would sit on top of you. So, uh, there's a lot of sand in that area. So, it was basically like being in a giant sand blaster. It, it would just disintegrate stuff. It just sand it to death. Um, it, it was bad. Bad situation. But yeah, it... it uh, I, I hate this. At that F scale. Um... You know, it, it, I really hate the, the enhanced, uh, EF scale or the enhanced F scale. I, I do a lot. Um, if it made more sense, if you could give preliminary readings and, and show that cause the number is important. It just is. It's how people treat it. Uh, but it makes no sense. It's not scientific to me. Um, I get the assessment of the damage, but I think you can do both. I think you should do both. Um, but with hurricanes, we do everything off of wind speed, and we know. We absolutely know. My thing is, is if you call something an F5 and it doesn't do much damage, then you got lucky. It was still an F5. It was still an F5-level event. Um, a hur- Category 5 hurricane still a Category 5 hurricane. Um... That hurricane that hit Florida uh, head-on, the one like right after Harvey, um, and Irma, Maria was the one that that destroyed Puerto Rico. Um, Irma, that thing I believe was stronger than Hurricane Harvey in a sense, but it was too fast. So when it hit Florida, it hit them, and it hit them so fast that it, it was gone by the time they knew what was going on. 
Harvey, Category 4, showed up and then sat on top of Houston for a week and a half. And it just wouldn't stop raining. Guess which storm was worse? Harvey. By every measure. The only storm that was worse than it that year was Hurricane Maria because it just killed Puerto Rico. And then so many died due to pop uh, due to complications. Uh, and But Harvey, uh, in terms of the mainland U.S., was the worst one. But it was not the highest rated. It didn't have the highest wind speed. It didn't have the highest uh, uh, storm surge. But it killed the most. But it was still a Category 4. They can still cause more damage. But it was still a Category 4 event. Um, and I think we should do tornadoes like that. We, we, It should be done that way. The data that we do afterwards should just add to it, not take away. Um, it, it, it doesn't make sense to me. <sighs> but you know what does make sense? An ad break. How y'all liking the new ad break? <laughs> yeah, I know it's a little weird, but I figured I tried something out. Uh, you know, uh, it's always good to try new things out. Well, since we're past the news and weather talk and everything, that filled out a good about half an hour. Let's, uh, oh, speaking of which, uh, let me know, anyone who has contact with me or you want to leave a note on the show or whatever, blah, 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 because I believe you can leave notes and stuff on uh, on Anchor, the Anchor FM app if you're listening there. How you're liking the intro? Because uh, I got little intro music in now. You know, because I'm fun. <laughs> I figured it helped. Uh, I would take the ad out and put it in the middle of the show. And uh, the beginning of the show would be uh, some nice, fun music. Uh, which is just a little clip from... Uh, I think the clip I'm going to use today is from another... Uh, is it another day to die? Or another way to die? Uh, which is the Jack White and Alicia Keys song. Uh, from uh, Quantum of Solace, which is an underrated James Bond movie, in my opinion. It's much better than Spectre, dear God. Uh, but yeah, so that's uh, some new stuff I'm trying just to try to pep everything up. But now on to what the title of this vi- video shit, <laughs> of what the title of this show would actually is, is what uh, what I would do with, with $10 million. Now, it's a good thing I padded that out earlier, because uh, I got a... When I talk about weather, I can go on forever because I love talking about weather. But I would do a ten million. This is probably going to go fast, or at least faster than I'd planned, because um, I'd already kind of written this out. But let's see, ten million dollars. So ten million dollars, right? What I do with ten million? So let's say I won the lottery and get ten million dollars. All right. So actually, we're we're going to do this in two ways. So we're going to do one if it's taxed and one if it's non-taxed. It's going to make, just b- believe me, it'll. It, this might make more sense. But the first one we're going to do taxed. And uh, if it's lottery, it is going to be taxed. Anyway, so just $10 million. So $10 million after taxes, we're going to say is going to be $5 million. That's an even 50%, right? So now i got $5 million to work with. So I have five million dollars now. That's still a lot of money. I'm I'm not complaining. I got five million dollars. I hope the five million that got taken actually goes and helps shit. 
Um, I'm not opposed to paying taxes at all because I understand that taxes are necessary and needed and um, to make the country function. I just want them to be used for good things and not giving billionaires more money. Uh, but, you know, whatever. But, yeah, $5 million, a lot of money. What would I do with it? Okay, first thing I'm going to do with it is uh, take tithes out of it. So what are tithes? Tithes are like church tax. It's kind of the easiest way to put it. It's 10% off the top. Um, so 10% off the top. So does that mean I take the 10% out of the $5 million? No, it doesn't. <laughs> What's fun about this is I have to take 10% out of the $10 million. 10% of $10 million is what $1 million. So $1 million goes to ties. So we take out $1 million, and it's going to give us $4 million. So now I'm left with $4 million. Now, you might be saying, that's a lot of money to be given to the church. Well, yeah, but they can do more with that money. Imagine if I wrote a church, any church, a $1 million check. Even if they're a big mega church, that's that, uh, that's a lot of money. I would never give it to a mega church, but uh, and that's a that's a that's a pretty big drop, and I would be happy to make it. But yes, uh, ten million goes right off, or ten million, one million goes right off the top, so we're down to four. So sixty percent of what I had's already gone, but I don't care because it's going towards good things. So what am I gonna do with this four million? Well. Let me go back to my other page here. That is the wrong one. That's about how to make money in podcasting. I wonder if I figured it out yet. Uh, da ha. Um, yeah, we rounded to five million. It's actually gonna be a little bit over, but yeah, screw that. Um. Uh. Uh, well, I think I did that wrong. I think I did that wrong. I did after taxes and ties. Uh, and it got to 5,095,241. Uh, interesting. Well, right now, we're just assuming that 50 50% gets taken out by taxes. And that way, then we take 10% out, which is a million dollars. It leaves us with 4 million. Uh, but let me see. So what I would do here, I only have four million. I don't have a lot to work with. Uh, normally, so if you take that four million, uh, this is looking a little bit different than my first one. There's a lot of gaps in here. <laughs> so we take that four million. We're gonna take three million of it out. So that three million is most of the money. Now, I don't usually want to do this, but this makes sense. So that $3 million, I'm going to take and I'll put it in the savings account. This isn't a crazy savings account. It isn't one with like stocks and bonds or where they invest it and do all that, blah, blah, blah. This is just a regular-ass savings account. It does kind of have a pretty high, uh, I believe it's APY. So $3 million into a savings account, into savings uh, at, I believe it's 1.7%. 0.7% APY. And the reason I do this is because that will give me a yearly income uh, or interest. Because uh, 
uh, basically I won't even touch that $3 million. That $3 million will literally just be making interest and I'll be living off of the interest. Um, and there's two ways to do this. So the first way is the is just living off interest because off interest I can get $50,000 a year, which uh, that's pretty good. I think it's pretty good. I don't know anybody who wouldn't. $50,000 a year. Um, actually, I wonder, let me think about that, that, uh, that 1 million. I'll go to that later. Uh, but yeah, $50,000 a year. That's a lot of money. That's a, and think about that. I mean, not only is that a pretty good paying job, especially if you're single, uh, that's money that you don't have to work for. That is just the interest. So if you do spend more than that, you can cut into that $3 million you have, uh, but you're going to be making less interest overall. However, however, um, I'm pulling up a savings calculator real quick so I can just figure some stuff out. However, um, while I'll bring it down, you still have the $3 million to mess with. I was taking a swig in my delicious Diet Pepsi. Please sponsor. <laughs> I only beg when I'm desperate, which is all the time. But yeah, so you put that $3 million in a savings account uh, equals 50 k a year. That's pretty good, right? And that $1 million, what are we going to do with that? Because we have $1 million left over. I've already given $1 million to the church, so I don't necessarily need to give $1 million more. Uh, but I want to help people. So that $1 million, I could divvy it up in any number of ways. I could, I mean, quite a lot of ways. I would, actually, so that $50,000 a year, that is going to take care of my income for yearly, for life. Because that is going, I'm going to get that fifty uh, that $50,000 a year in interest, um, Forever, as long as that three million dollars is there, and as long as that uh, percentage stays the same, which it should. Hopefully, there we go. Period of one year at one point seven percent APY. All right. Wait, hold on. What? Why is it saying? Okay, hold on. There's my monthly contributions would take down to zero. Uh. Oh, damn, look at there. That's actually a higher APY at the Citibank. Anyway, just 1.7% APY. Um, that's around $50,000 a year. So that $1 million, if I put it in, that, in a different savings account, you put that $1 million in a different savings account, at the same interest rate. Now you can get higher interest rates if you go for like uh, weird bonds and stuff. But we're we're just talking about just I just want to open up a regular savings account. Blah blah blah. Well, this isn't a regular one. Just one with a, a different kind of bank or whatever. Um, with that APY, and that's what you get a year indefinitely. I put that one million dollars in there, and right now it's telling me it's at seventeen. It's around seventeen thousand dollars in interest, which. Uh, Seventeen thousand, seventeen thousand eighteen dollars and sixty-four cents, uh, a year. 
Now, that's if I put it in there. Now, if I put that money in there, then I will use that money to... Um, now, here's another thing. If you keep that in there, as it gets bigger... Now, as it gets bigger and you don't draw off that interest, it will just... You'll get more interest the next year and so on and so forth. But since I'm going to be drawing off that $30 million, it's only going to make $50,000 because I'm never going to usually let it get above... Three million, because I'm going to keep it that way, unless I don't need to draw fifty thousand dollars. What if I just draw thirty or whatever? That's neither here nor there. But I can put it in there, and I can use that seventeen thousand dollars a year to help people. So uh, basically, that'll be a fund that I have constantly. This doesn't mean that I wouldn't use my own money. Right, uh, I would still have my own money, like the the fifty thousand dollars a year, because I might not spend it all. Maybe I live, because uh, I know I sure as hell don't need fifty thousand dollars to live right now. Let's say I have that, and, and I can use that. But if I have this seventeen thousand dollars a year, um, I can use that to help anyone. So that means help them pay for school. I can help them uh, pay for a car, pay for their house, do whatever. And this is multiple people. Uh, I can help. One of the things that I would help. Uh, my wife, Joe, is with immigration stuff, but that's stuff close to me. I would give money to my parents, to my siblings, uh, thanking them for helping me. I would give to the homeless. I would give to probably other churches as well. I, I would help organizations, good organizations, and help them with this money. And $17,000 isn't that much, but it isn't uh, a little either. It can help a lot. Friends in my Discord, I mean... And a thousand dollars a pop, I can help seventeen of them a year. A thousand dollars isn't much, as I just found out. But when it's it's more than zero, and there are people who are in some real tight spots that I really wish I could help out that I can't, or at least I can't help out that much. That I could if I had that little that oh crap hit my mic had that seventeen thousand dollars laying around, or or. I could take that $1 million and divide it up and just make some payments. So let's go with that one. So let's say $50,000 just to my wife for immigration fees and all that crap. Um, and then whatever's left over, I'm also going to give to her uh, her family so they can deal with their own stuff because they have some, th some things they need to pay for. My priority is to get her of stuff figured out first. Um, then once you have fifty thousand dollars, what do you got left over? Nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Okay, well then, that's still a lot of money. All right. So what do I do there? All right. So I have nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars left. So this is so this is if I'm not um, giving it, putting it in that uh, yearly, a uh, bank, yearly bank. If I'm not putting in that savings account with the interest. If I have $950,000 left, I'm going to give $100,000 to each of my siblings and my parents. So that is, let's see, mom, dad, Candy, Clint, that's $400,000. Why am I doing this? To, in part, try to pay them back for helping me. Whether some people might think they deserve it or not, or whether even themselves, they themselves think they deserve it or not, that they didn't need to be paid back. That's not the point. The point is, is I have the means to help 
And I know that $100,000 is in no way a small sum of money um, to anyone, um, well, to most people. And that four hundred and that $100,000 would especially help my mother, and it would help my brother, it helped my sister, and it would help my dad. And I know for a fact it would, and it would help them. So that's $400,000, so let's take that four hundred grand out of nine hundred and fifty, dollars and that gives us $550,000 left so since i'm already taking care of myself and of course my wife um what uh what what else would we do with this we have five hundred fifty thousand dollars. well see that fifty thousand dollars a year that i had earlier that is putting into that, that that is my yearly income so that's paying for rent or whatever but i could take this money and get us a house that is very possible that is very possible. Or I could take it out of the three million that I already have, because if you take, uh, if you just put, if you put two million in there, two, oh, well, it took all my zeros away. Is that, that is enough, or is it one more? Should be one more. There we go. Two million dollars, not two dollars. You freaking idiot. Is it six zeros? That's six zeros. Why does it think it's two dollars? Put a comma in there. Put, oh my god, you stupid, oh my god. Why would it do that? I hate, I hate the stupid, that they never work. They never work right. Alright, so two million dollars. So we take that down. Is that six zeros? And there's a bunch of zeros. Hold on. Did I put too many zeros? One, two, three. One, two, three. Okay, that's six. That's two million. I can't put commas. You can only do it up to one million dollars. Well, this is stupid. I could just you could put it. Why not just double it and whatever? It's because it it does stuff weird. It does. Uh, that's $20,000. And that should be $2 million. We're not going to do any contributions. There are no annual contributions. One year. Uh... Wait, what? This one's... This one's... This one's weird. I don't like this calculator. Dadgummit, just give me a regular freaking savings calculator. Why do you got to be so stupidly difficult? Alright, two. Alright, so that's two million. Zero monthly contribution over a period of one, oh damn it, one year at 1.7% APY. That is not correct. That is not correct at all. That is in no way correct. That, that, how did you get, how? How would that even, how? Okay, that makes more sense. It was telling me, it was like, you get $500,000 a year. I was like, no, you don't. That's not even possible. Um, and now it, now it won't switch over. 
I hate this stupid calculator. It never works. It, it, well, it only it, it only works once. And then after that, it decides, no, nah, I'm not going to work anymore. For a period of one year. Just one year. 1.7. Not 17%. Why would you? Why? Why do you do that? Oh my God. Why? Period of one year. Why do you? St fucking stop. What? And now it's like zero. I'm like, no, it's no, it's not. It's not zero, you you idiot. Why would you do this? Well, I hate you. I hate you. You were working fine earlier, you stupid piece of shit. Okay. It's eight eleven forty nine cents a month. That much I can get. It will not give me the whole year. That it that is not correct. That is not correct at all. Cause that's only nine thousand dollars a year. Well that that can't be correct either. No, no, if that's a month, that is correct. What the hell is going on with this stupid thing? Give me give me the desktop version. This has basically become the podcast where I just complain about the stupid desktop bullshit. Why doesn't doesn't it want to work? Get, get off my screen. Two million dollars. Zero monthly contributions. I'm not adding to it. One point seven APY. It is not. For the love of God, there is no way it is three hundred and sixty-seven thousand dollars. I just did this earlier. I literally just did this earlier. Over zero years. Oh, no, no, no. Hold on, I can't do that. One year. It's not. It it cannot be. If it was, everybody would have a savings account. That, that interest, that number doesn't make any sense. Are you thinking I'm saying 17% interest? Two million. Hey, right now it has it at 562000 but it thinks I'm putting $24,000 in monthly com contributions for some reason, which I'm not. Where is it getting the interest earned when I haven't even put in the percentage for a period of one years? 1.7%. That's not possible. That's not possible. Uh, oh my god. That's also not possible. Over how many years this thing is broken. It worked right once. It worked right once. Oh my god, these things suck. These things suck so much. All right, all right, all right. We'll just we'll just do the one million and then we'll double it. 
Month contributions, zero. Time to grow, one year. Annual interest rate is 1.7. Calculate. All right, there we go. Thank you, God. <sighs> okay, so $1 million. I want to see if it's similar. So the $1 million in there is $17,133.09. So $17,133.09 times 2. That's $34,000 a year if you have $2 million in there. Um... Because I got that $50,000 number. Because it, it compounds. 133. Oh, no, 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 no. Not multiply. Plus 17133 Yeah, it's over fifty. It's over $51,000. That's what I thought. That's about $34,000. $34,266,000. If you put uh, $2 million in there. So that's what I'd make yearly. That's not that bad. It's not particularly great, but it's not... It's not bad if I just did two million in the savings and I had an extra million. Then let's say I pulled in that, I could get a house. You know, you don't have to make a down payment, you just clearly pay the house. One million dollars will get you a real nice house too. But we don't need to buy it for a million dollars. That's just what we would set aside, right? Set aside for that. But with the one million dollars I have left over, I get this five hundred and fifty four. 50,000. That's a pretty nice house. That'd buy us any house, any house that we want. Right there, unless we want it in some super nice neighborhood. What I would do, or what I'm going to do, is, because what most people do is they put a down payment on, and it's like, what, I think 20%, or is it 30% of what the house cost. So, there's pretty nice houses. I've seen some nice houses for $200,000. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take out $150,000. And that's going to be for the house. And that's going to leave us with, what, $400,000? And what am I going to do with the $400,000? Well, I just put $4 million. That's not right. <laughs> that's not right at all. $400,000. There's been a lot of stopping and starting in this episode. It's $400,000. So what am I going to do with that? Hmm. It's interesting. Well, I can think of a few things. I've already paid tithes. And I've given $100,000 to... Um, I've given $100,000 to um, my family. I think now... I'm going to make a donation. We're going to take another $100,000 out of this. And that's going to leave us with $300,000. What am I going to do with that $100,000? We're going to split it in half. We're going to, and then that $100,000 is going $50,000 to the Blinn College Theater Department. Just put, yeah, there we go. College Theater. And then 50000 to the Lexington 
high school theater department. Why am I writing this all out? I don't know. So that's, those are pretty sizable donations. I, I figure they're going to do pretty well, $50,000. Still got $300,000 left. What am I going to do with it? Invest it? Screw that. I'm living off, I'm already got 50 grand a year. And I got $150,000 set aside for the house. Uh, for the house. We might be able to find a real nice house for $150,000. I mean, it's called living within your means. You don't, there's a lot you can find for $150,000. And let's say it is two hundred or two hundred and fifty. Well, that's a pretty good down payment. So we still got three hundred thousand dollars. What am I going to do with that? Hmm. And and remember, this is after taking away half the money I got, and then paying ties, and then really giving a lot of it away. And I'm still got three hundred grand to deal with. Huh. What could I do with that money? And I get fit, and I'm also getting fifty grand a year, so I don't need the money. Fifty grand a year, psh, great. Um, lived off a lot, lot less, a whole lot less. Um, even at we both had jobs, our income combined wasn't fifty fifty thousand dollars a year. Um, I mean, let, let, let's three hundred grand, three hundred grand. That's interesting. What what could I do? I know. I'm going to take another $100,000 out of there. And then that leaves us with 200000 So 100000 Put uh To put Joe through college. Because she wants to go back to college. And finish some stuff up, but she should. And that would put her through college, and then we'll probably have a lot left over. But hundred thousand dollars will guarantee her going to any kind of college, whether it wants to be online, anything like that, you know, whatever. Uh, hundred thousand dollars. So we got two hundred thousand dollars yet left. Um, so we got two hundred thousand, sixty grand. I'm gonna take out, and that's gonna leave us with a hundred forty thousand. That sixty thousand dollars is going to be for a vehicle. Um, I can pay off the rest of the vehicle, vehicles that we have and whatever. But to get a new vehicle, one that we want, one that's good, one that's new and it's not going to break down, whatever. Uh, sixty thousand dollars. I mean, I don't have to spend all of that money, but that's going to guarantee us whatever we want. Um, and there's a lot of vehicles that cost a lot less than that. Don't have to get the top tier, you know, all that BS. But that's going to guarantee us any kind of vehicle that we want. Still got $140,000 left. All right. Hmm. $140,000 left. What could I do with that? And I want to do good with it. Um, I don't necessarily need to go back to school if I'm making 50 grand a year. And I don't need anything to make, make up for it. And I'm going to be using that money to pay for stuff anyway. Pay for stuff that I want anyway. So I don't need to go spend it on something crazy. The only reason I'm getting the car with this leftover money is because... I don't want to make payments on it. $140,000. see. $140,000. Well. Hmm. Actually. 
I can think of I can think of something. Something that would help out a lot of people. Um that would hopefully help out a lot of people. And there's probably a bunch of different ways to do this. But on this version, we'll go we'll say Mm, let me think. We'll go. Hmm. I'm thinking. We'll take that forty thousand. Uh, we'll take that forty thousand. Gives me a hundred grand left, and I'm gonna find forty people and give them a thousand, thousand dollars, and a lot that I can find in the Discord service that I am that I'm in, and that is going to be helping the people that I know. Um, even though a thousand dollars isn't that much, to some people it can be the difference between life and death, and that will definitely help them to get things that they want, get things that they need, whatever. You know, help them. At the hundred thousand dollars left. Hmm. What should I do? What should I do with the extra hundred thousand dollars? Hmm. It's interesting. I think I can. You know what? I think I can. Because I'm basically just trying to get rid of it at this point in time. So hundred thousand dollars. I would give, I would give that hundred thousand dollars directly. Hmm, thinking. Yeah, I would give it to SideQuest. Uh, SideQuest is a charity that runs alongside RTX, and or the you know the Rooster Teeth convention that's held in Austin. And they donate to several different charities, including Operation Supply Drop, which does care packages for the military, and Able Gamers, which helps build uh, controllers and lobbies for uh, video games, and basically every, everything else becoming more um, uh, compatible for people with disabilities. So that's making controllers and any kind of type of machinery and stuff that people with various disabilities can use that otherwise they didn't have these things wouldn't be able to play video games and or, or do a lot of things um this is how we got things like the microsoft adaptive controller because before then organizations like able gamers were just building these things and then 3d printing them and coming up with some really cool stuff um and they they do a lot a hundred thousand dollars i know they would they would put that to good use it's a charity i've worked for and have helped and uh, volunteered for a lot, and uh, I like them, and I know the people, I know they'd put to good use, so the $100,000, they would absolutely, um, they they would absolutely go to good co good causes, and I know them, but that's just if I, um, that's just if I had, I mean, when you look at it, that's just if I had the, if I, if I got $10 million and it was uh, taxed, and then we did all that. So what happens if I had ten million untaxed? I got it, in, or I not necessarily in cash, but I got something. And by the end of the taxes and everything, I had ten million left over. All right. So we got ten million. 
We got to write out almost zeros. And then, of course, we take out the 1 million for ties, and it leaves us with 9 million. Um, so, what would I do with the remaining 9 million? Am I going to do the same 3 million thing that I did and put that into the savings at 1.7% and get about $50,000 a year? I could. I could. I could. I'm thinking about it. And that would give me $6 million left over. However, That's delicious. If I went to four million, I just upped it a little bit to four million because uh, I do want to have kids, and that makes it a little bit easier. So was that seventeen one three three seventeen thousand times four? It's about sixty-eight thousand dollars. So. We're going to take $4 million out. I guess it's $5 million left over. So what do I do then? I got a million more than... I got a million more last time. Right? Um, actually, no. I have $5 million more. Or I have $4 million more than last time. Um, what do I do now? Well, I do... Everything exactly the same. Everything exactly the same. So that is... Or, or hold on. Or hold, actually, remember how I said if I put that $1 million in there, in that account, that it would get that uh, around $17,133? So now we're going to get down to $4 million. I'm going to put this in a separate account, and it's going to get that much money every year. This could be a college fund. This could be anything. It's a savings account. Uh, it could literally be f to also just an account that I have when I want to donate to charity and help people and, and, and whatnot. Uh, literally everything. So that so put that $1 million in there into a separate account. That also gets interest. It's going to get more than that yearly because if I never touch it, Though I should, I should touch it. I should try to drain that every year, uh, and and give and give to people, and charities and and people that need it. Uh, but if let's say it doesn't, then that's going to actually get more interest on it, and that still leaves me with four million dollars to figure out what to do with. So altogether, I spent. I literally spent a million dollars. So I can take another million out of that, and I got three million left. Um. So yeah, take another minute, so that gives me three million left. If if I do exactly the same thing. The only thing I'm going to alter is I'm going to add another fifty thousand dollars the house to give us two hundred thousand dollars. Just because that makes it a little bit easier. Less payments and if we get something more. So I guess it's two million what nine fifty? Yeah, that should be it. Two million nine fifty. That's still a shit ton of money. So we're gonna do with that. What will we do with that? I mean, you could well we just put that in the savings or whatever, and you'll have more. I don't need more. We we don't necessarily need more than that. Um, we could and have it at like a solid hundred thousand dollars a year. Uh, but do I want to do that when I could? in the time that I have helped people. I mean, $68,000 is a lot. I mean, if we have a kid, we're probably going to need a little bit more. But 
that's a lot, especially if we've already bought a house and, and done stuff like that. And for the 200 grand that I have already, I can either, I probably get a really, really good rate on our mortgage or I could have paid off the house, which is possible. Um, but, uh, let me think here. That was $4 million. That was two, so five, six. But six to a hundred. So if you put six million in there, it's a hundred two thousand dollars, and that would cover both our incomes. I mean, technically, it already covers both our incomes, but this would cover more, uh, especially if we had the kid. Uh, what's it times five? It's eighty five thousand dollars. Well, that's pretty good. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, we we can definitely live off a lot less. Uh, and there's also property taxes and stuff I need to account for. But I, I'm trying not to be greedy here because there's no reason to be. Got four million in there, and it, you also realize that let's say I have four million in there, and that's just interest. If you divide that by fifty thousand dollars a year, so this so that's just interest. So I'm making sixty-eight thousand dollars a year. Right, but if you divide that by fifty thousand, that's eighty. That's eighty years. So if I had this today, I would be what a hundred and four. But before I needed more money, if I just lived off fifty thousand dollars a year, if we go, if we went on the way to a hundred thousand dollars, that's that's forty years. That's forty years. So. Theoretically, if I had that four million in there and we're just drawing off that sixty-eight thousand, if we needed more, I just go into that savings account and I just take more. In fact, I could take a million more if I wanted to. There's there's a lot. I mean, forty years at a hundred thousand dollars. You got to realize how much money these millions of dollars are. But still, two million nine hundred fifty thousand dollars. So what do I donate to? Hmm. Because this is all about donations. So if I use that, I give more to friends, and I probably would do that. I'm definitely not going to save it because I don't need more money. I don't. As this isn't going to help me. Um, I mean, yeah, if I had some horrible accent or whatever, but I want to help people in the meantime. I'm not going to sit and hoard my money and then be dead and it'd be useless. And especially if we, we die and that savings account's still there, that $4 million is still there, if not more. It's still there. So you got $2.95 million. What could we do with that? <laughs> it's possible. So... $10,000. Take $10,000... I should take a take a million dollars. Or actually, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take two million dollars out of this. Nine fifty. Take oop oop oop. I messed up my math there. That's gonna leave us with nine fifty. So what we're we gonna do with that two million dollars? Well, ten thousand dollars goes into two million, I believe. 
Wait, 20 times or 200 times? Uh, let me do the math. Divided by 10,000. 200 times. All right. So we're going to take that. We're going to take that. Um, that 200 times 10,000. Uh, 10, and I'm going to find 200 people starting out with the people that I know the most. Now, I already gave 1,000 away. And I'm going to do it again. Actually, what I'm going to do with that thousand that I gave away, because uh, I gave away a thousand to, it was forty thousand, and I gave away to forty people. Uh, so that would be forty thousand. Forty people. I'm gonna do that, and I'm gonna do that with other people, uh, maybe people I don't know. That ten thousand, I'm gonna go to the people that I that I do know. That still leaves me with nine hundred fifty thousand dollars. $950,000. What could I do with that? What good could be done with that? I'm thinking. You know what I'm going to do? What I'm going to do with that? I'm going to take that $950,000. I'm going to put it into that other savings account with that $1 million, And that is going to be our... Um, our... Uh, that that's going to be that fun that sits there and grows so we can use to help people for whatever cause. I'm going to be looking for people to help. So that's going to be around almost $2 million just for fun or just for to make the numbers easier. Say it's $2 million. That's about $30,000 a year. I'm going to be looking for people. Anyone ask for help, I'm going to pull out of that account, go give them money. People need this amount of money, this amount of money, whatever. I'm never going to be able to say no unless I just can't get to an ATM. Like say if it's in person, always going to be there to be able to give them money and to be able to help. So that's what we're going to do with that nine hundred fifty thousand dollars. That's going to make that that donation account um, grow more. But that's it. That's that's pretty much it. Um, I would use that money, and whether it is the I only get about half of it and less than that with taxes and everything, or if I had it at the end of the day non-tax, I would use that to help people set myself up so I could take care of my family indefinitely and then take care of all those people that matter to me, take care of the church, take care of everybody, and take care of people that I just meet randomly, take care of literally everyone. That's what I would do. And I would I'd assign it. There we go, right? That's what I would do. So if I was ever blessed with that amount of money or any amount of money, that's what I would do with it. That 1200 that I just did, I divided it up, and I, um, of course, I paid tithes on it, and then I paid bills. It's already gone, but I could have paid a lot more bills, but I decided to take a lot of it and pretty much give it away. Um, I'm not going to say what I did. It wasn't a donation. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not looking for glory. I did something that people, well, I know a few people in my family would actually probably call stupid, but it was the right thing to do, and um, it was a good thing to do. And I would have felt bad knowing that I had the ability to help um, and didn't. But it was the right thing to do. And I did it. I'm not going to talk about how much money it was, how much it was spent, or any of that. I'm just going to say that's what I did. Because I'm not looking for for fame or any of that. I, I don't need it. Uh, but if people want to know if I put my money where my mouth is, I absolutely do. Because that's what I believe. But look, look, look how much money $10 million is. Man, yeah, we know ten million is a lot, but but 
I mean, just look at it. Even if it's taxed and everything, and then you take tithes out of it, you got four million. Look what I was able to do. I put three million in a savings account, and that gets me fifty thousand dollars a year indefinitely for the rest of my life. With that extra one million dollars, look what I was able to do. What I was able to donate to. What I was able to do with a house and a car. Uh, donations to schools, helping people out, and everything. And I was literally just looking for stuff to give it away. How much money that is. How much good could be done. And then with the full $10 million, how much you could do. I mean, dear God. Uh, I, I puts it into perspective. And the whole point of this is, one, test me, Lord. Go for it. Give me $10 million. <laughs> Go, please. But the other one is, is... Uh, uh, it's just to show that if you ever come into some kind of money like that, what you can do to actually help people and how you can spend most of it and still be okay. And that I, I, I did it up and showed you that, okay, if you want to save and all that, if you come into a large sum of money, you don't have to put that much away for it to, to matter. Three million at a, I mean, yeah, that's a lot of money and probably more than I'll ever see. But that gets you $50,000 a year, unless you're running a huge business that requires more than that capital, which, if, though, if you're selling a product, you should theoretically be getting more than that. That's a good a good yearly salary in most places. Um, and that that's really, really, really good. And that's something you'll be getting without having to work. That's just what you're getting. So if you're working on top of that for fun or whatever... That's all on top of the 50 grand you're guaranteed to get every year. This is to show that it does not take that much to get set for life. Because even on that low end, I showed you that I put away money for a new car to pay it off outright, a house, and even pay for college. I mean, when we think about millionaires, we're thinking like hundreds of millions of dollars and stuff like that. But $10 million literally puts you in a place where you never have to do anything you don't want to do ever again and even if um let's say you live pretty frugal and you can live off thirty thousand dollars a year right if you take that thirty thousand where's my calculator if we do just do one million dollars divide that by thirty thousand that's thirty three years it's about thirty three and a third Right, that's how long, and this is not off of interest or any of that. A million dollars divided by thirty thousand dollars, just thirty thousand. Of course, this is before taxes and everything. A million dollars gets you thirty-three years without having to make any more money. Just a million. That's if you just okay. I put a million in the bank, not a savings account, just my check account, and I only spend thirty thousand dollars a year, like. A I pulled myself to a yearly salary of $30,000. That's how long you could live off of $30,000. If, let's say, you're living off thirty grand right now, 30, 30 grand a year right now, um, and a lot of people have, and a lot of people can live off a lot less, then that's how long you could live if you just got a million dollars. The minute you start making that more than a million dollars, it goes up. $2 million, that's 66 years. Three million dollars. That's a that's straight up a hundred years. That's a lot. I'd be one hundred twenty-four. What if we up that to a lot more comfortable fifty thousand dollars? So at a hundred, so at one million dollars, that's twenty years. So that'd be forty-four. 
right? All right, all right. Uh, which is why they a million dollars is pretty good retirement. If both people have a retirement of a million dollars, that's if they saved up their entire life. Um, 20 years at $50,000 a year or longer if you do the 30 because if you retired, the idea is most stuff's paid off and you're good. But then let's go to $2 million. That's 40 years at $50,000 a year. So if I did that right now, I would be 64 before I would have to need more money. $3 million, that's 60 years. I would be 84. At $4 million, that's 80 years. $5 million, that's 100 years. And then let's just go all the way to 10. It's 200 years. So, so yeah, you wouldn't even have to put it in a savings account at these high enough numbers to be able to live off of it indefinitely. Um at these high enough numbers. We're, and then we're not talking about $20 million or $100 million or a billion dollars. We're just talking about $10 million, which is still a lot of money. And even if you just do a million dollars, you can live off of it for a very, very long time. Now, if you go spend it on a bunch of crap, okay, no, you can't. But even if you live on high end, 20 years, 20 years without having to worry about a bill or at least most of your bills, that's pretty damn good. But yeah, that's uh that's crazy. I don't know why I went into this thought experiment. We started talking off we started this off talking about Mario and Resident Evil and then the weather, and now we then we dived into a, a hour. So it's about an hour and a half episode of uh what would I do with ten million dollars? Because hey, that's uh that's what I figured. It's what I it's what I want to talk about for whatever. These fun thought experiments are sure are something. But anyway, that is that. And since that is that, that means this is the end of the episode. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and all the other episodes. And I hope that you all join us again. Uh, hopefully next time that we will be joined by other guests. At least that's the idea. Um, and if you want to hear my lovely voice some more, you can always check me out over the, the Autistic Cowboy on YouTube.com. Where I am currently, I just finished up Resident Evil 3. Uh, and I'm currently still playing through Jedi Fallen Order. And uh, you can over check me out over on Twitter and Instagram over at The Autistic Cowboy. Always you know, got the same name across the, all of the uh, all of the social medias. So you can keep up with everything going on in my life. And if you are interested in the more Christian side of things, I do have another podcast, Sermon Time, where I'm doing sermons. Uh, they're kind of irregular at the moment because this is a newer thing. So I can't just go into it, just make up and talk about all the crap going on in the world. I, I kind of need a bit of more of a focus. Uh, I mean, I still ramble, but I need more of a focus because it is, you know, God-based. I just don't want to go in there and go, what's up, guys? And just talk for an hour and a half. Um, so I try to come up with stuff to talk about. I try to make it a Sunday thing, but I've already messed that up. But either way, that's why I'm keeping the God stuff here to a minimum. Not afraid to talk about it, just, you know, I'm not preaching here. On that podcast, I am. That's why it's called Sermon Time. Uh, but here we're, you know, keep it lighter. Um, but yeah, you want to hear that? There's sermon time. There's two episodes up. There are reposts of stuff that was already posted here. Um, and yeah, that's all the stuff that I got to promote. Can't really do the Twitch thing right now since I don't have the ability to live stream. But other than that, that's it for me. So uh, we're out of here. We're whatever. <laughs> Just listen to the next episode. Make me some money. <laughs>